I, Ryan, I think your show's been hand. I, I think your show's been hijacked. This is no longer the mobility. This is no longer mobility and connectivity. This is welcome to how to pronounce with Steve Russell. It's totally connectivity. Technically, speech is a form of connectivity, so we're in the clear. Right. Okay. But, and, and Mike Carrera is Amanda's social soulmate. Yes, that's true. Very true. Amanda, you seem to have a lot of social soulmates. What's up with that? Hey, we got a good show lined up for you today. Oh, well, I'm a Game of Thrones nut, so that's, that's, that's my jam. The robots are listening. The robots are listening. Welcome to the Auto Converse podcast, where we explore people, ideas, and technologies that influence how we are connected and the way we get around. I'm Ryan Girardi. Thank you for tuning in to this final episode of 2019, where we're going to take a look back, a look up, and a look ahead. From Autoverse Media, this is Autoconverse. Today is December 31st for me, but it's probably officially 2020 now for you. I hope you had a fabulous New Year's Eve and an excellent 2019. I know that we did. 2019 was significant for us because it was a year of clarity for me personally uh, and for the business and, and where a lot of things really came into focus towards the end, towards that last quarter uh, of the year. And as, as the year came to a close, I began to see glimpses for the first time of new ideas evolving. And let me rephrase that. What I didn't say there, <laughs> what, I, what I wasn't saying there is that for the first time, I began to see glimpses of new ideas. No, when you pursue ideas, when you pursue creative and business ideas, that in the early stages, there's no form to them. Uh, they don't start taking form until you write them down, document them, start talking about these ideas with other people. And I'll give an example. There's a, we're coming out with a new uh, event next year. We're launching it in June, actually. And I can't give too much detail, but it's going to basically take what we're doing here with the podcast, focusing on the mobility tech and connectivity theme and evolving that into an in-person event that's going to offer a new kind of experience that is unheard of right now uh, in, in industry events and conferences. So I'm looking forward to that. But the reason I mention that is that this is a concept, this is an idea that I've actually been working on for close to two years. And you, you know, it's not something that I can just bust out and do. Uh, it, it's going to take a coordinated and orchestrated effort with different players, different strategic partners and whatnot. And so over the last four months, a lot of those strategic components started really coming into place to the point where through discussions, we now have an official launch date of June 14th. Now there's some pieces missing from this, such as the official name of what it's going to be called. Um, but I can tell you that we're going to offer a form of this podcast as an event, as a media and networking event in Monterey Bay, California in June, uh, riding uh, on the, I can't say on the heels, but riding on the, on the crest, if you will, of the Automotive CX Summit uh, at the Ritz-Carlton in June. So that is an example of of something I've been working on for the past almost two years that really started to come into fruition and come together towards the end of 2019. And that's really, really 
exciting. Now, if you're a regular listener of this podcast, and you should know that this podcast has featured two primary types of productions. So one would be uh, our weekly tech show, the Mobility Tech and Connectivity Show, which we typically feature here about once a week. And it's a live stream recording that is featured here on the podcast. And the other production type are the panel discussions from our auto retail marketing webcast. And that's a, those are discussions that we carry on and they're not so much like, they're not a show, they're not interviews, they're not featured guests. It's typically me and two or three, four people talking about a couple different things, a couple different segments. And so you're familiar with those. Well, reality is, is those are two different types of content, two different types of production. And so one of our developments that we're going to be, you're going to see change here in Q1 of 2020 is we're going to launch a second podcast. So what I'm going to do is take the Mobility Tech and Connectivity Show and give it its own podcast. We'll just call it the MTC Podcast, and it'll be a weekly program that you're already familiar with, but it'll be it's a separate podcast. And then the Auto Converse Podcast will drop the Mobility Tech and Connectivity theme and just have it focus on conversations about auto retail marketing. And that way, that has a consistent formula, and that'll get about two to three episodes a week. So there's another development that we're looking forward to introducing. And again, these are these are things we've been ideas we've been you know toying with and dabbling with, and they have to they have to have a life of their own and come on their own time. So I'm excited for those two two developments that are coming together. Um, what else do we got here? Oh. Another new great development looking forward to for 2020. Again, I can't get too, too much detail, but we've put together some strategic partnerships that are in the final stages of formalizing. And what's going to allow us to do is focus on more quality productions, productions that are more easily consumable, maybe a little bit more entertaining. Uh, so you're going to see, you're going to start to see our content reach new heights because of these new strategic partnerships. And we have some new um, media partnerships, if you will, that are, and, and agency partnerships that will allow us to uh, reach more audience more swiftly than what we've been able to do. Because 2019 in so many ways was just building those layers, those foundations. And we have a, tr we have a fabulous foundation and uh, people across the industry are starting to recognize that. And uh, it's really cool. So a lot of great stuff for us looking forward uh, to giving you more insight on as 2020, as Q1 comes about. Um, okay, so that covers some look ahead type of stuff. And I guess to look back, like I said, looking back, we 2019 was, was a year of laying the foundation for us. So I can't give enough thanks and gratitude to each and every person that's been a part of the journey with us. And I, I didn't write a list and I'm, there's no way I can name all the names, but a lot of the names that have are part of this, you've, you've heard them on the podcast. You've heard Terry Lancaster, who, who is on the show with me almost once a month and does at least one or two uh, auto retail marketing uh, panel discussions with me. Mike Phillips, who's part of uh, the White Collar Therapy and Leadership Show with my co-host Rob Holman, who's another name. And Sherry Traxler, who joined Terry and Mike and Rob and I for the White Collar Therapy and Leadership Podcast. And something no one really under... I don't think people recognize or grasp right away, which is why do we have uh, a leadership podcast and a leadership show? Well, the reality is, is that you, you the listener, 
are chances are you are in a leadership position. And if you're not in a leadership position, you're in an aspiring leadership position. You take your career seriously. And as far as I'm concerned, everyone is in a leadership position, not to be confused with a position or a role or a title or a management. Everyone is technically in a leadership position to some degree. And that's why we had the leadership show, the white collar therapy and leadership show. So if you haven't caught on to that and tuned in that, be sure to do so. Our first episode, eh, our first episode of 2020, which kickstarts season five of that show, is uh, Monday, January January 6th. So go to autoconversion.net and look for that. Now, the soundbite that you heard at the beginning of the podcast was from our year-end, se- uh, year-end season finale, which was our guest alumni edition. It was a very special edition of the Mobility Tech and Connectivity Show. It was recorded in late November. And on the show, we had some names I just mentioned. Mike Phillips was on. Terry Lancaster was on. Amanda Ryan, who I can't give enough applause to for being such a fan and a participant as well from time to time. Amanda played a pivotal role in helping us get the show and the podcast launched because she was one of the early adopters to uh, to join in and partake in that. And she comes on once in a while. Ian Coburn was on there. Ian does uh, some B2B marketing programs with me. And then Steve Ressler was on there from Drive Centric. So those were five of, of more than 75 previous guests that we had on the show since inception in, in March of 2018. And what I did was I invited all previous guests to participate as alumni. And those five were able to make it. Some people showed up and, and chimed in here and there during the show. So shouts out to Rob Holman, Mike, the car guy. I think I saw Brian Allen in there. Um, blanking on some of the, I mean, people were coming and going as we did the show. Now in this epic episode, we talked about Blab. If you recall Blab, the uh, live streaming uh, group platform that was shut down about three years ago. I was a big fan of Blab. Amanda was not a big fan, but we would do a couple of Blab sessions together. Um, so that's in there. In there, uh, we talked about ice fishing, Chinese zodiac signs, the McLobster, which is a Canadian sandwich at McDo- McDonald's, at, a sandwich at McDonald's in Canada. And look, if you'd want to catch that episode, then look for the link to the YouTube recording. It's in the show notes of this podcast episode, and you can watch. I'm not going to feature that here. What this podcast is going to feature from that uh, season finale are some news items. So let's see, Tesla uh, becoming the third largest automaker in the world. That's by market cap, uh, which makes them the largest in the U.S. behind Toyota and Volkswagen globally. Uh, Ford unveiling the all-new, all-electric Mustang Mach-E, which Amanda says is boring. You know, I'm looking at the car, and I just, I would never see that as a Mustang. But I mean, you know. I don't like, I don't like, if I were to give my two cents, I just think it looks boring. You know, like when I, for me, I'd rather have a car from back in the day when like things were different colors and headlights were different shape. And I know obviously it would cost more, but at least it would look good. Like I just look at that and I think plastic and even the front of it, like there's no grill, nothing. And then towards the end, we got talking about the spectacular rise and fall of WeWork and what that means for people uh, and businesses that are leasing office space with WeWork. So 
enjoy these highlights from our season finale of the Mobility Tech and Connectivity Show. I'll come back at the end with some closing statements. Who, who's number two is my question. GM? Yeah. It comes on having gone to the moon to get there. I put this in the show notes. Toyota's number one at sure. 200 billion, just over 200 billion. Volkswagen's number two at just over 97 billion. GM is at number seven, 50 okay. billion. So rephrase that. Uh, Tesla is the largest American auto manufacturer in the world. Largest American one? Yeah. Yeah. You could look at it that way. Interesting. Steve, tell them they got to dial into the Zoom. They can't call you directly. <laughs> you could bring him on the air if you want, though. Phillips put, like, your number in, <laughs> in the yeah, comments. there you go. <laughs> so, okay, here's what's cool. So Tesla is now third largest automaker in the world um, and definitely, definitely moving in the right direction with the only all-electric vehicle. And Ford now is coming out, like I mentioned, with the Mach-E all-electric SUV, which I got to say looks pretty sharp. It's a big step for Ford. It's a Mustang. Steve, you seem like a Mustang kind of guy. Man, I drove a Z28 Camaro, man. That was like my dream car back in the day. 1996 Camaro. <gasps> 96 Camaro. <laughs> Love that thing, man. T-tops and everything. Remember the T-tops? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, I had a had an MR2 with T-tops. My my favorite oh. car, my favorite car ever had T-tops. You know, for about three months, I took those T-tops off, and then you you know you go into the grocery store, you're so worried, I got to put them back on, and you come out and take them off. I mean, what a man! That was just a nightmare. <laughs> Did it for three months. You but I, I've I've seen pictures of the Mustang. I mean, it's it's not horrible looking. I want to see it in person. I can never judge a vehicle until I see it in person, though. Drive it, or drive it for even better. In Zoom. Oh, chat. look at that. I know, man. It's sharp. It's sharp. You know, I could bring it on screen. Yeah, put it on screen. That way, you know, it looks like an Ultima. Everybody can everybody see what we're looking at. It, What's that? Everybody wants to see it. There everybody. it is. Everybody. There it is. Oh, wow. Look at that. That's yeah, interesting, man. Can't get on zero, zero to 60 in three seconds. If, if, if you buy the fancy one. See, that's what I like about all electric vehicles. Like when you think of a semi, how long it takes them just to get up to what? 10 miles an hour. Yeah. Once semis are truly fully uh, all electric, those things will, will be just like a normal car. They'll get up to, you know, 20 yeah. miles an hour in, in a second, which we need because they're a pain in the butt. This officially turned into a blab. All right. I'm going on to the next mo uh, mobility news. Los Angeles. <laughs> I've I need like a Chinese zodiac up. What just? I need happened? like a mute everybody button. You have it. Okay, we're gonna go to that in a second because we really want to get the WeWork today. Just saying, we really want to get the WeWork. But dig this. Following months of conflict over a controversial data sharing policy, the city of Los Angeles has temporarily suspended Uber's permit to rent electric scooters and bicycles on city streets because huh. of a fight over data. Uber threatened in a letter to sue the city over patently unfair and improper suspension. The letter also questioned the validity of the 11th hour administrative review process that the city created last month. What is the data? That's the thing here. It doesn't talk about, they, 
they don't want Uber having access to the data that they collect from riding their electric scooters and bicycles, which by the way, Terry, in my last visit to Nashville last week, Nashville was riddled with scooters and bicycles, I noticed. Yeah, and, and we've had a lot of controversy of it. Nobody, nobody's really complaining about the, the data. That's not a big deal, but there's a huge fight about safety and traffic and clutter, and uh, people hate them. Uh, people, I, and, and then the people who use them love them. So, so I saw so, more of them stationary than in motion. Yeah. That was an observation. But, but go ahead, Mike. I want to hear this because I want to get into what kind of data is it that the city – doesn't want the Uber to have. I don't Consumer understand trip. how they're collecting it. I, they're, so Uber is renting these scooters and stuff. So they're collecting personal data from the customer that's renting it on the street of LA. They're that, collecting their personal data and their location. They all have, G, they, sure. they all have GPS. So right. it's, it's who they are and where they're going. So not to get way off on a tangent, but it, does it come into play where it's like privacy act stuff because they're not properly disclosing privacy act. And if you have people, do, do you have people under the age of 18 that are renting scooters? That's not a thing here. Oh, that's a good point. In Colorado don't you Springs. Have to pay for it? Don't you have to put like a card or something? Yeah, but people don't, can't you get stuff now with Vimo or something like that? Venmo? I, 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 yeah, Venmo that's what I know. Well, so, the reason, I don't know how old you got to be for that, but I think there's ways around that to come in younger and stuff. So I don't know. Yeah, the reason oh, I ask is because there's a lot of controversy on the the COPPA stuff, Child Online uh, Privacy Protection Act with YouTube collecting data for people that are under the age of 13. Then there's a tier that's collecting data for people under the age of 18. So I think maybe that could be an angle. I don't know. I mean, if they're if they're because like my son at 14 years old had a debit card, you know, he, he had his own checking account and debit card at, at 14. He's 19 now. But if he was 14, 15, 16 years old, stranded somewhere, and he says, Dad, I need to rent a scooter, I'd transfer him the money. He'd run his debit card. And if ah, they're collecting, okay. you, you know what I mean? Maybe that's... So, well, here, here's where it goes into, and this is what I was suspecting. The, the city wants, the, real, wants the, the real-time data transmitted on the trips. And Uber refused to that on, on the basis, on the grounds that it's a breach of, of, of privacy to the consumer. In other words... Uber saying they that they don't want to fork over the data because it gives government surveillance. That's why. Wow. Uber so says no. This is our data. These are our customers, and we don't have to share the information. So LA says, well, you can't have your scooters here. Yeah, they're going to lose that because the FTC's got the. It's the same sort of deal with with YouTube and Coppa, and it's that's a nightmare right now. I don't know if you well, read anything on and that. And you're line. putting all your stuff on public property in, in Chicago. It drives us nuts because parking is so hard to find to begin with. And now you have all these bikes and all these scooters and all these things, and they're grabbing all these parking spots. So you're on public property there. Um, so, you know, I, and, and then the other thing is that just for the point of urban planning, I've known a couple of people in urban planning. This is, that's big data. If you're, if, if businesses are going to do this it really helps them figure out well, where do we need to put more lights or how do we monitor this? How do we manage this? So I could see why they would want that data. But, but does Apple and Verizon and AT&T have to share your location data with, with government institution, institutes, institutions? I don't think I don't they know do. if they, I don't know if they have to, but they do. It's proven. <laughs> if it's subpoenaed information, they definitely yeah. do. Subpoenaed, yeah. yeah. But they want to, in this case, it's real-time data. I find this stuff fascinating because it just, it just, it pushes the bounds of how the laws are written is what it does. And at the end of the day, all the data is going to be going to be somewhere and everywhere and, uh, and uh, used 
in good ways and bad ways. Well, when you go back and look at like 1984, right? The book, it's, it's interesting how it, it hasn't been so much government that's got us to that place. It's business. Business is the one that's, that have been monitoring so many things. And, you know, I go to a bank and for years, if I, I go to a bank and I don't have an account there, you know, it used to be, you go to a bank, you don't have an account there, but the person who wrote you a check has an account there, you cash, you can cash your check, no problem. And then several years ago, I mean, more than several years ago, you go to that bank and they want to fingerprint you. The government can't fingerprint you, but a bank can go, yeah, we can go ahead and fingerprint you if you want to cash a check here. It's like, I, you know, it's, it's absurd. It's businesses gathering a lot of this information. I always remember a buddy of mine said, said a long time ago, he said, when the government wants information from you, there, there's, you know, tons of resistance. It's like pulling teeth. But if you put Google or Facebook on it, people just give it up all freely. Well, and what's happening now is the government realizes they missed their opportunity to cash in. And so that's why they want everyone's data. That's the deal. And again, I, I, YouTube is my world. That's why I keep, or one of my worlds, that's why I keep going there. Because the, the FTC just... Uh, filed and won a $200 million lawsuit against them for children under the age of 13, you know, watching and them and Google and YouTube advertising to, to kids. And so they're revamping that whole deal. The problem is the government hasn't rewritten the law since 1998, yet we've had technological advances since 1998, but they realize, oh my gosh, we didn't get the opportunity to cash in. So there's coming violations starting like January 1st in that arena. It's $42,000 fine if somebody violates the, the COPPA stuff on, you know, live streaming, all these other, all these other deals. And so I imagine part of it in the LA, uh, the Uber, all, all these businesses, because the businesses have been collecting it and the government's like, dang, we missed out on that deal. We need, we got to figure out how to collect. Well, when you, when you talked about like putting Facebook or Google on it and then we're willing to give it up, I think it has a lot to do with the ROI, right? Cause like, why else would we do it? We, I don't even know if anybody reads them anymore. Privacy updates, conditions, yeah. terms. And then we just say, oh, like they're taking our information. But we ultimately have all become data. That's all we've become really as consumers. So everybody's fighting over it <laughs> and what they can share and not. So it is oil. See, that's, see, what, see, that's why I picked this stuff, you guys, because it, it brings up fascinating viewpoints. Okay, so... I'm glad so we could have this conversation. This is good isn't stuff. This, doesn't this I, your soul? We, the question is, how did we get to this point? <laughs> you probably had something you to said do with something Canada. Here. Hey, I started oil capillary. All right. Yeah, <laughs> capil- <laughs> we've, co- we've covered everything from uh, the, the, Mc, the McRib, the McLobster, capillaries. Ice Tesla, fishing. Tesla motors, ice fishing, camping, the new Mustang. This is like uh, a Canadian episode. Sleeping in the backyard <laughs> under the stars. How we're really sorry. And <laughs> there you go. Hey, good stuff, hey? Hey, let's go play some Frisbee. So do we, do, we, do we get into the WeWork thing then? I mean, there's got to be some, some uh, opinions about WeWork. Going from a $47 billion valuation to needing $8 billion cash infusion just to stay alive. What, think about what that means. Like, think about if you are in a WeWork office space, like mm-hmm. what, is, what is that doing to you right now? Are, are, you on the, are you basically on the brink of being forced to find new, new office space or? Go work for Sears. 
Go work for Siri? <laughs> yeah. Like a career change. I don't know that Hey, guys, I got to get you rocking. You guys all Steve. have a good weekend, man. You too. Too. Thanks for stopping by, bro. Right, you got it, man. Later, anytime, Gators. anytime. See you, Steve. See you, guys. See you on the ice. Use me on the ice. Okay, so we had zodiac signs. I got to write all these down. Well, there you go. Obviously, you could clearly you can tell we have a good time, a lot of camaraderie, a lot of rapport there, and that was a fifty-minute live session uh, with that with the six of us. And you could see how we well, you just got the highlights, but if you go in and watch the whole thing, you can see how we bounce around from just hilarious stuff and and. and nonsensible stuff but still having a good time and and uh, enjoying ourselves and makes for fun listening so thanks for listening to this final episode of 2019 for the auto converse podcast if you like what we're doing can't ask you enough head up to itunes or google play and leave us a review uh, maybe go up to our facebook page our company facebook page it's just auto conversion all one word leave us a review there that would be really great in 2020, we're going to get more focused on doing monthly drawings and giveaways from the swag shop on AutoConverse. So that's something to look forward to uh, by participating. And then, like I said, remember to be on the lookout for the new MTC podcast, the new Mobility Tech and Connectivity podcast. It'll be its own entity, and we'll feature our weekly tech show there, and we'll keep this podcast focused on conversations about auto retail marketing. I'm Ryan Girardi. Happy New Year to you. And here is to an awesome 2020. Cheers. This is Audiburst Media.